So in the reading corner today, I'd love to welcome back Swapna Haddow, who joined us earlier in the year to talk about her picture book with Dapo Adiola. But today we're, uh, we have a book which is very different in tone. Um, it's a historical story set in 1947, and it's called Torn Apart. It takes place during or just after uh, the partition of India. Welcome, Swapna. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Nikki. I think let's start just by telling our listeners what this story is about. Torn Apart is set during the time of the partition. And the story really is about um, two boys, uh, one Ibrahim, who is a Muslim wealthy boy, and um, Amar, who's a Hindu street kid. Um, And they meet in Delhi during sort of the height of violence, which was brought on by the partition of the country. And Ibrahim finds himself sort of ripped away from his family and he needs to get to the right side of the border. So during the partition, India was split into two countries, into Pakistan and into India. And the Muslims were expected to be on the Pakistan side of the border and the Hindus are expected to be on the Indian side of the border. Um, And Ibrahim has to find his way to the border and get across and try and find his family because he's not really sure what's happened to them. And when he meets Amar, it's a tense moment, (laughs) to say the least, um, because Amar is also in that situation because he's lost a friend to violence and he's looking for revenge. Um, And the boys, they unite in trying to escape violence um, and find out a lot about each other, find out they actually have a lot in common mm-hmm. and a friendship grows from their experience together. But of course, you know, the reality of the situation is that they can't remain friends. They are going to have to be split. So, you know, the ending of the story is, is sees them sadly having to part ways. But the story is mainly about a friendship that grows from division, really. Mm-hmm. And it's told in alternate voices yeah. uh, Abraham and Amar uh, tell the story uh, there was something that you said there that I, I wanted to ask you you said that they were expected to be on the other side of the border so was this like a diktat you were told you had to leave and it wouldn't have been a good choice to stay anyway I think by the time the border was drawn up quite hastily I might add tension had risen quite furiously between Hindus and Muslims and Sikhs as well so Hindus and Sikhs were to stay in India and, and to or to move to India if they were on the wrong side of the border and then Muslims to move to the other side. Primarily, I think it was considered a good idea because Muslims living in Pakistan would be represented by a Muslim government mm-hmm. and Hindus and Sikhs living in India would be represented by a Hindu government. And in theory, when there's tension between two groups if you separate them and they get the things that they need from their government then that's a good thing in theory Um, however you're uprooting millions of people who have been living peacefully and have their communities and you know are having to abandon their homes their friends their families people did stay put and didn't really leave but it didn't fare well for many of them it led to basically what is the biggest 
mass migration of people in history, really. I think 15 million, near about 15 million people were uprooted and had to cross the border. Pakistan actually was divided as well, wasn't it? Right. So there's West Pakistan and East Pakistan at the time, which is now Bangladesh and Pakistan. They weren't even connected, which made it all the more confusing and difficult. It was actually a pretty gruesome time as well, because in that violence, you know, their estimates of sort of up to a million people died because of this partition and because the country was split. Tell me about Amar and Ibrahim. Were you always going to write it as two voices? When I was initially thinking of ideas, I actually was thinking of just writing it from one character's point of view. So in my head, Amar's voice was very clear. However, as I was going on, I felt the story was very one-sided. And when you split a country in half, you want to hear both sides of the story or try to hear both sides of the story. Um, And there's so many other factors at play here as well, because wealth made a difference and social status made a difference. So I thought it would be a good way to incorporate a few different socioeconomic issues that were going on at the time, as well as the religious issues that were going on at the time Um, and so Ibrahim came soon after and I think it would be really good if we could alternate chapters between them and tell the story between the two of them. Mm. I want to talk about some of the commonalities between these two boys in fact on the back of the jacket it says and you make the point in the story that once um, Ibrahim has made himself look a bit more um, as though he's been on the street. You know, his haircut doesn't look quite so tidy uh, that they could have easily been mistaken for brothers. And they do discover quite a lot of uh, commonality, not only through their loss, but through their interests too. And cinema kind of pulls them together, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, cinema is a big part of my own life so that filtered into this um, and any excuse to shout out Bollywood favourites I was there every time we went to India cinema was such a huge part of my experience because I didn't speak my mother tongue and I felt quite strange being in India because I am brown skinned and I should feel at home but when you don't speak the language and you can't handle the spicy food you feel like a tourist in your own country but the one thing that would bring me into the fold would be cinema so Bollywood and South Asian films and I really wanted that to be something that brought these two boys together. So Ibrahim's mother sneaks him out of school to get him into the cinema it's a shared passion that they have his father's not so keen. (laughs) (laughs) No no yeah it's something that they share together I don't want to dob myself in but I have occasionally snuck my son out to see something so um yeah probably not my best parenting moment but I really loved because it was so bonding and it's such a sweet thing that these two would go on this kind of movie date together and I think it also just re-establishes how much he misses his family you know, he doesn't know what's going on. And, you know, my son has just finished reading the book and made his own conclusions at the end of chapter one about what happened to the family. 
but he lives in hope that they are there waiting for him in Pakistan and all he has to do is get across the border and um I love that you know these memories of him with his mum keep that alive for him because when you're going through something so awful and living minute by minute sometimes you need to hang on to those very strong memories to pull mm. you through and give you the strength to keep going mm. memories and dreams because for Amar it's the dream of meeting his cinema idol his experience of yeah. going to the cinema is a little bit different he try, he has to sneak in with his bits of watermelon yeah. and his, his best friend you know that uh, he lives on the street with uh, but he has this strong dream, which is there at the end. You know, Ibrahim is encouraging him to uh, keep his dream alive because that's part of survival too, isn't it? Exactly. It would be easy to write Amar off because he lives on the street and he's young and what chances does he have? But of course he has dreams. Of course he wants to achieve things. Of course he wants to be in the movies himself and why not so again for his own survival I think having those dreams are important Mm -hmm. um, and they keep him going each day and remind him that there are things that he still wants to do with his life. Just while we're talking about Indian street children uh, because obviously that's still something that's an issue in India today Mm. and he says uh, I think it's Amar that says it I can't actually recall but it's Indian street children, nobody wanted to see, nobody did. Well, when I used to go to India as a child, they would often say the same things to us as well, you know, like, you know, don't hand over money, don't make eye contact. But when you're a child, you just play with anyone and everyone. And it's a funny thing, when you go there as a tourist, you're treated sort of like royalty. So they don't want anyone to upset your visit. (laughs) So seeing poverty can be very upsetting and I think in some ways people whether they realize or not from whatever goodwill it comes from you know can be quite hurtful in saying don't look don't help don't reach out just enjoy your tourist visit or something yeah I wanted to ask you about um the language you know it one of the things that I really enjoyed um, was you, not so much that you couldn't understand it, but you put in enough Hindi words um, for somebody who's a non-Hindi speaker like me to, you know, really enjoy and want to find out a little bit more about the language. Of course, I hadn't realised there was a glossary, so I went and searched over all the answers on the internet, and then I got to the end of the book and there was the glossary. I thought, do you know what? I should have just looked at the back of the book. But I loved that. Do you, is that something that you enjoy? Yeah, I really love that. I love when I read books and I'll see a word that I'm not sure about and trying to make sense of it in the context of what you've just read. Um, You can usually get there, but I love doing a bit of Googling while I'm reading. (laughs) Even now, actually, so at the moment I'm reading Thursday by Madeline Miller and I'm having to Google a few Greek myths just to figure out how and what and you know all of that and so I quite enjoy that part of reading when you're sort of distracted a little a little bit Um, but I hope they're not distracting enough that they take away from the story so that you're not sort of getting jarred every time you're trying to read something but I suppose there's some words that I just felt were important to have in there in Hindi because this is how the boys would have been understanding each other and this is what they would have heard and spoken about And so some of those words I feel needed to be there. And I do think it's 
quite nice to um, add in something a bit extra for the reader, mm. particularly if Hindi is not their first language. And then for those who Hindi is their first language, to feel like the characters reflect them, feel like their world is mirrored in these books. So I'm glad that these words made it in. Most of them I could work out. Clothing I tended to know. Chai we know. And of course, lots of Hindi words have made it into English anyway. It's not a book about the politics, really. It's the politics Mm. as a background to these boys' lives. But as we come towards the end um, of the story, there is an episode where Nehru comes to address the crowd and you talk a little bit about Gandhi there as well. Yeah. Could you just give us a um, a bit of background to that? So actually there's quite a bit of research that went into this book, even down to the weather as well during that time and whether mangoes would be available. So while I was researching, I found this period of time where Gandhi and Nehru had come to Delhi to speak. And I thought it would be a good idea to incorporate that. In fact, actually, I wanted to incorporate a bit more of that into the book. But, you know, even trawling through archives and diaries and things like that, it was hard to find what was exactly said during that that talk. Um, But I thought it would be a good point in that story to cause a bit of a conflict between the boys, because up until that point, um, they've kind of been getting on very well. And as much as we want them to be friends and ma- maintain their friendship, you know, for a good story, we need to have a bit of conflict. So I thought this point in time would be a good point in time to, while it feels hopeful, to now question how solid their friendship really is. And I think it really tests them. I think it's also important that in the story that some of the key players in the partition came to the fore. So mentioning Nehru and Gandhi, I hope it means that people will go away and have a look at who these characters were during the partition and their involvement. So yes, there's not a huge amount of politics in the book, but enough so that I hope it starts conversation. Because what is great about this book, um, we've already said there's not much out there, uh, Bally Rai obviously had written a book about uh, the partition in India. Uh, I've read a few, but they are for young adults. You know, they're Mm. that much older. And your book can really be read. It's very direct in its telling, very accessible, uh, and can probably be read by, you know, any child that can read independently from seven years upwards, actually. There's nothing to get in the way. (laughs) of them being able to understand this story. So I think it's nice that there's just that little bit of politics and background, but actually it really is about the story of these two boys and that's what's going to keep the readers hooked. Um, I think in your afterword, you talked a little bit about the haunting of this episode and how that must have haunted people 70 years on. And that really got me thinking about the diaspora in the UK and people that I have known, if not them or their parents, but their grandparents. And certainly when I was growing up in the 1970s, they would have still been alive and they would have been in the communities that I was living with. And yet this was something that I'd not heard about. They must have been haunted by it, but weren't talking about it. Do you find that surprising? 
in some ways I'm surprised that we didn't talk about it more because it affected so many people but even for me it was only really two years ago that I really sort of sunk my teeth into this and really tried to understand the history of what had happened I knew of the partition and I knew of how Pakistan um, and India were formed um, mainly because I you know my dad was you know sort of keeping me in the loop on um, tension in Kashmir so that was my sort of background to it you know it was because it was current news and so I had a brief kind of understanding of what had happened and I obviously knew what Independence Day was because um, that was celebrated um, if we were ever in India around August time but it you know it wasn't really something that was talked about it certainly wasn't something that was taught when I was a kid and I kind of get where the not talking about it comes from because the Indian community in particular and probably the Pakistani community as well they're quite stoic you know so they like to push on and move on and move on to better and more wonderful things and focus on those sorts of things rather than focusing on talking about the negativity and things that have hurt but I do think probably it was talked about within families because certainly when you talk to you know second generation even third generation Indians and Pakistanis in in the UK there is some pain that comes with talking about this and they hold on to that because it was something that affected their grandparents they lost their houses they lost their friends their families their communities so yes I do actually think that it was spoken about in some respect within families but talking talked about more openly is slightly different yeah but this is part of not only Indian history but we have to say it it is part of British history too Mm. and it certainly hasn't been covered very much in the curriculum I'm presuming you would like to see that change. Yeah, I think so. And and we're not even just talking about British history, we're talking about current times. You know, we live in a world that is so much smaller in a way because we are able to access information from around the world so easily now. Um, and when we talk about tension in Kashmir, it stems from this splitting of the country. So it's, you know, relevant to current time to know the background and the history behind it I want to end on a positive note tell me something positive that comes out of this <laughs> well I guess inherently we have more in common that, than divides us and I hope that is what comes across in this story these two boys had no reason to get on at all they came from different different religions different economic backgrounds just completely different lives But what connected them was that they were just two boys who needed a friend. And I hope that's what comes across in this story. I hope their friendship is hopeful to people. I really hope people learn a bit of the history as well. Um, That would be really great. And honestly, for me, even if one person reads this book, I don't know, nobody will read it. Writing the book has been incredible for me because I've learned so much history that I never, I don't think I ever would have sat down and researched and looked at before. It has been very emotional, but it has been incredible to learn about and to connect with 
something that was a huge part of my Indian history. That is a really positive note to end on. And the fact that writing uh, can do that for somebody, uh, not only for yeah. you, but hopefully for young children in, uh, and young people in school, you know, writing is an opportunity to find out about yourself uh, and to find out about the world. So thank you so much, Swapna, for joining us all the way from thank New you. Zealand again. Uh, <laughs> but it's lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed the book. In the Reading Corner is presented by Nikki Gamble and produced by Alison Hughes. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please do leave a review for us. To find out about other projects, including an audience with events and the Exploring Children's Literature Summer School, visit www.exploringchildrensliterature.uk. Join us again soon in the Reading Corner on your favourite podcast platform.